1: It's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only
0: for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
2: Hey guys, welcome to The Tapping Go. My name is Matt.
0: My name is Freddie. Each week we bring you your rugby fix with interviews with past and present rugby professionals... We get their views on the latest sporting issues. Hey guys, we're back for the final episode of this series, and what a series it has been! We've had some truly amazing guests, and we aim to finish it in just the same way. Today, we're joined by two people whose lives have both been affected by coronavirus because of their jobs. Since our last England Sevens player came on, the RFU have announced the cancellation of the England Sevens programme's funding. Today, we're joined by England men's and now Saracens, Ben Harris, and the England women's and WASS, Ali Burton. Thank you for joining us, guys. How are you? How are you? Yeah, doing well, thank
3: you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So how, how how has it been with like sort of uh, the recent news with like the public response and everything? How have you felt personally about it?
2: Me. Um I don't know, it's been it's been uh hard because it was sort of like it sort of came out of nowhere, but we we almost almost got like uh Subtly warned about it in, in our previous sort of calls that we had, um, because it was it was during the time of lockdown, um, and we hadn't been training for quite a few months, and we just been we just been having Zoom calls with as a squad with the coaches, um, etc. And and it and it sort of it got alluded to, I think, um, and it was it was just like almost in denial about it until until it actually happened, and then. Um, and it was it was hard. It, well, it was hard to tell you, I guess, for everyone. Um, everyone's in different circumstances, but uh, it, I think there wasn't there wasn't much uh, coverage about it. I think publicly, like it was probably. I'm not sure if they even announced it, but it went it went to the Telegraph through um, an ask call that Burge uh, and Mitch sort of like sorted out. Um, and that gave it. I think that that was just very honest, um, which was was quite like refreshing to see because, like, we as a team, we just want everyone to, I guess, know what's going on, um, and because obviously we're all getting asked about it by people that we know and people who know Sevens program, um, and it's just yeah, it was it was interesting time to go through, um, but now I think we're sort of going around it just by talking about it and getting as much sort of coverage we can uh social media and 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 trying to get trying to get around it that way.
0: Mm, just quickly yeah. before we continue, I sort of touched on it briefly in the intro, but does one of you want to just tell our listeners who perhaps aren't as aware what exactly has happened? Okay. Yeah go on, I'll,
1: I'll put on too, um this this season, so the 2019-2020 uh, season, we were meant to have the Olympics and we had, I think it was, I think it was women had four World Series stop, stops left and the men, I think, had six left. And they all got cancelled because of coronavirus. Um, but we were still contracted through that time. We were still um, getting paid our full salaries like all the way through um, until probably about... July when they started getting a few red flags coming about, um, we took we took a pay cut which at the time was difficult, but we knew that we had to do that to potentially keep our program afloat. Um, and then at the start of August, we we got told well we got told to like look at other avenues of if it, if this all goes to worst ca- worst case scenario, which is that it won't be a, a thing anymore. Then we've all got options, but I don't think any of us really thought that that was going to happen. Um, i especially didn't i still had two more years left on my contract i thought that i'll be put on furlough until october and then potentially the world might have sorted itself out by then um but from that time at the start of august we got told that there would be no there would be the, no more sevens program the funding would be cut at the end of august um everyone's contracts so including mine and a couple of the other boys and a couple of the girls our contracts would get cut at the end of august even though we had like a year two years left on them and then from that we've now been um self trying to self fund so trying to find different avenues the RFU say that they support us but they just don't have the money at the moment to do that so our thought process behind it is we're going to go and find the money um to basically give the RFU and t- so that they can start back up our program because everything that they have said they that they have said that they support us but they won't they don't have the financial support at the moment from be losing so much money during COVID and then not having to be able to have fans at Twickenham. So what we're doing at the moment is we're speaking to different um, companies, different investors, trying to get money through that way. And then we're also trying to get money through self-funding. So our GoFundMe page and our PledgeMe pages, also looking at other companies that can help support us. Support us but... The response from the pledge me pages and the GoFundMe pages have been—it's been massive. I just think like to have the support back from the um, from the pu- public has just been amazing to see. Like a lot of people think that like professional sport is all glamorous and it's and it's difficult because like I think people put us on a pedestal that they'll be fine, they've earned enough money. But to put matters like matters into perspective, like, I like some of us not able sure to even pay our rent because like we moved to london for the sevens and now we're trying to live with the dream of the olympics still alive so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to just raise money for us to be able to create a full time program that puts us in the best possible place for us to go to the olympics so like on the series the top four teams are all full time like up until like the six sevens people they're all full time and for us to be able yeah. to come- competitively we need to be in a full-time program because otherwise we'll all go off to respective clubs or some of the men might not even like all of us girls have sorted ourselves out but some of the men like they're struggling to even get into um prem Mm. sides because they're so specialized to sevens whereas the women's game hasn't developed as much so we can still flip back across so we need to be all together for us to be able to have the competition and for us to be able to compete on a, on a world stage at the top level.
3: Mm. So, yeah. So Ben, you meant, Oh, sorry.
1: I was saying that's a bit of an overview.
3: (laughs) So uh, Ben, so you mentioned previously, so it was like, you said there was an inkling. And so you had that feeling that it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Was this something that you felt sort of 12 months, 24 months ago, or was this sort of past six months or so?
2: Well, no, I I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to get cut like until, Probably like a few weeks before actually was yeah. officially announced. Um, but I, it, I'm not like well since I joined the program so two years ago. Um, it, it was just there was a lot of like budget cuts and 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 that that sort of stuff going on. It was like a, we had to cut back on certain things. Um, I know a lot of the senior boys took pay cuts so going into this season just gone um they a lot of them took pay cuts and signing new contracts um and and then in the build-up like to it being cut there was we just well it was just we had zoom calls and it was just like there was either no update or it was oh yeah you should be looking for other other things um and i remember that's when i i think it was like maybe two two or three weeks before it was um officially announced i we had a call and it was and they were talking about redundancy um being a possibility if we didn't get this certain funding uh, and that's when I sort of was like, like I need to I need to look elsewhere now um, I was luckily en- lucky enough to to get some of your Saracens but it it was it was almost like it, it was like in the back of my mind the whole time but it, it was, I was almost sort of just like nah nah it wouldn't happen it wouldn't happen but
0: of course it fucking did the end <laughs> um, yeah so one thing which is some of the reports online say that it was only five months, or, or but we also, or there's also been some which say it's indefinitely. Have you got any life snacks? I know they want to obviously restart it, but do you realistically think? Um, I'm not
2: sure. I'm not going to lie. If they don't have the money now, like I'm, I'm not really sure they're going to get the money back and then prioritise the sevens, um, just just from what I gather. Um, but I imagine, I imagine the sevens programme will be just in a very different format to what it is or what it has been for the past eight, ten years. Um, like I don't think it'll be full time. Um, I think it's going to be a case of everyone doing whatever, and then they would just grab a load of people for a tournament, um, get get together a few weeks before, do some and do some training, and then go go to the World Series. Um, I think I think that's what it's going to be. I think we we want it for, at least leading up to Olympics. We want we want it to be as full time as possible um so that's like the goal with with trying to raise the funding um stuff like that so but i I think long term why in the near future i'm not sure unless it goes to a unless it goes to a gb program instead of england um scotland and wales but other than that i'm not sure i don't know what about you Bert.
1: um i think if we if we raise the money that we want to raise then we will go back full-time um i think that it will depend what situation. So I think the boys are in a different situation to the women um, with that a lot of our women have already, have now signed new contracts with um, clubs. Um, so we ha- we now have to see that out, um, which like if there's no rugby going on on the series and that's what we want to do is to play rugby wherever we can. Um, but then from my understanding... We few, if we don't raise this money, then it will be like what Ben said, that we'll come in potentially like a week or two weeks before a World Series. So I think mm-hmm. the one that hasn't been cancelled yet is Hong Kong. So that will be the first one in April, April next year. <laughs> um, so from my understanding, we'll come in a week, maybe two weeks before train. Mm. But the before the Olympics, before Tokyo, we will go. They, uh, I don't uh, see it's all like we don't really know. But from yeah. my understanding. We would, we would be full-time funded by UK sport, but then I don't I don't really know. It's it's all yeah. very no given no, of the definite answer because I, I think that they they genuinely don't know. Like they don't know what financial situation that they'll be in. Like the RFU thought that they would have be able to have crowds at this at the six nations that are coming up and the autumns that are coming up, but now they're not. So they can't get money back off of that. And they had planned that they would. So it's like it's it's all just a big uncertain ball of uncertainty.
2: Yeah, I think Olympic-wise, I think Olympic-wise, yeah. Last what happened with the last one is they just have. Um, obviously, we were a full-time program before, but I think if you're just looking at it from a GB point, they just have camps for what a few months. I don't know if it's that long, but it's maybe six yeah. weeks before the teams announced something like that. Um, uh, so I, I think that's how Olympic-wise just based off what happened in the last one. But other than that,
0: I'm not too sure. Do you think this is potential to be career-ending for some of the older guys within both squads and girls? Sorry.
2: Yeah, potentially. Um, I know I know a few of the boys were looking to move on after the Olympics,
0: um, which would have been the
2: summer just gone. So I know some of them are geared up to sort of call it there or, or to move on to other things, um, like within rugby or out of rugby um, after sort of doing that so this obviously would have been a bit of sparing the works um and they can yeah I, I think it's hard because especially now we're not like full time training and now it's like we don't have the access to the physios or the sscs as much as we did um if if they can't really keep it up then i guess coming back might be pretty might be tough but i don't know it's, what about the girls I'm not too sure
1: um so she she won't mind me saying because she already announced it to the media. Fish, uh, Heather Fisher, um Fish was come was coming to the end of her career. She was deciding that she was going to pack it in after the Olympics. She's 30, 36, like she's an absolute machine of a human. She's had alopecia for 10 years. Like the the career that she has had has been amazing. And she didn't want this whole COVID thing to damper that situation because she she wanted to go out on an Olympics. Um and I, she will still be gunning to go to the Olympics next year. But the rest of us, um, we have quite a relatively young squad. I think that Fisher is the eldest by about five or maybe six years. Um so the rest of us kind of we we're just going into other other avenues, whether that be some of the girls going into the England 15 stuff, some of us just doing the seven stuff or like just doing club stuff, but with the hope of still an Olympics. So um I think that the only person who I I would think of who would ever even come to similarity with this situation was Fish, but Fish is not going down without going to another Olympics. So (laughs) I think that that we're all, I don't think for any of us girls it would be career-ending for us. I think that our squad has got a very bright future ahead of us and I think that this wouldn't stop that situation, especially with how much stuff we've gone through trying to get women's sport professional and stuff like that. I don't think that... Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like a global pandemic, but like I don't think that could stop the the momentum that we're shifting within like women's rugby at the moment. Um so yeah. For sure.
3: <clears throat> so I guess you previously mentioned that G V setup and how that's a possibility, how they might create a GB team, I suppose, to England. Is this something that the players are sort of looking forward to? What's the sort of general opinion of that around the programme?
2: What is in like a, uh playing wise in
0: Scotland? all playing together rather than playing as an individual? Um, wait, sorry. Say that again, sorry.
1: I'll me a go? I'll go. Yeah,
0: good. So
1: we had already had one camp um, before the whole COVID stuff had happened. So we had a camp up in Scotland and we had, I think it was six or seven of the Scottish girls and three of the Welsh girls. And I, I loved it. Like, honestly, I absolutely loved it. Just for us to be able to... Like, we usually only have 15 of us training and sometimes... That's literally 10 of us training. And then Brakey, John Brake, one of the coaches, and then Hates, who Hates is just our coach, who had just literally had his ACL operation. They're both, like, running around, like, joining in with us. So it was so good for us to have just, like, more people. Like, we could play 7v7 with subs, which, like, is amazing. Like, when you're dying and you've got no one to come on for you, like, in training, that's the hardest thing. So, and then just to be able to, like, we did... We were doing one in Scotland, one in Wales and one in England. And um, we did, I think it was Gaelic dance. Is Gaelic dancing a thing? I think, yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, so we did like a whole evening of that. And just to be able to just like integrate with like their, like their cultures and stuff like that. We did like quiz night, Gaelic dancing. Like it was so, so fun. Like they just took it and they were just like, right, everybody in their own groups were just going to do these steps, these dances, and they were just showing us all. And it was so, it was so good. And it, And it was just like, it was so refreshing just to have like other people around just to get to know because like we've all been together, like our squad have been together for two years roundabouts with like a few people coming in and out. So you get to know each other pretty well and then it's quite refreshing to have somebody else to get to know because like the sevens bubble is your life and you don't really meet new people unless you actually go out and seek for it. So it like, just to be able to do that was like amazing. Um, and I was really really looking forward to like the opportunities for us to be able to play together because it was so competitive like we had no sort of like structure to play off of everyone had such like everyone has different calls but it was so competitive and like that was so exciting because I think that like I was certain that we were going to go to the Olympics this year and win a medal like that's how certain I was and and just because I knew with the level of competition that we had within Scotland, England and Wales, that like everybody was fighting to be on that team. And I think that because there was, there's less of us in England and trying to make the England team, maybe that competition isn't as heightened because there was only like two positions, three positions where people didn't necessarily know who was going to go. But then everybody else was kind of certain because we only had 15 people to pick from when you were taking 13 or maybe 12. Um, mm. so it was really, really exciting. And I was really looking forward to it. But I'll look forward to it next year.
0: <laughs> Anything happen? No, no, we
2: didn't have. Well, we didn't have any camps, so like I, I, I didn't go to obviously the last one. So, I'm but the actually. idea of
0: playing with um, Wales, and Scotland, is that something the squad are keen to do as an on the, not just for Olympics but within the um, season?
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think financially, yeah, it, it benefits us a lot, and Wales, I guess, because Wales are, have also cut their census program, um, but Scotland were pretty adamant that they want to keep their sevens program going because they like it as a pathway and and it and it helps a lot of of their boys and i know they spoke i know a few of their players sorry one of their players spoke about it on a podcast with um chippy and mitch from the sevens team that uh they they think that they wouldn't get as much game time on like for like particularly the young lads so like I mean, me take me for example. And maybe if it was a GB program and I joined, I wouldn't have got the opportunity that I had. Like because it was England and it was a small team that um, it was a small squad. I, I was look like uh, lucky enough with injuries, so you get you get time on the series. But with with a GB program, I know Scotland were worried um, that they wouldn't be able to use it as a tool to develop players because um, it was a bigger team and it's more competitive. Then obviously, you're less likely to get to get in there, but. Um, I think it's I think it's a cool idea and and it could work out very well for for the unions, but you need all three you, you need all three to agree to it and unfortunately Scotland aren't
0: really keen for it so I don't know, maybe one day. Before we move on, so Abby, you mentioned that you were very confident of winning a medal at the Olympics. Do you think both obviously the men won a medal in 2016 but if the men and the women were both to win a medal that would sort of provide evidence of why the uh, sevens should get back in, in fact, would that help yeah. the financial situation?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think that um, as a as I think the men were definitely proving that they should have that with the men's like they had won so many medals in the series already, um, and we because we just came together there was a massive. So when I came in in twenty eighteen, there was seven of us who came in. So that's that is over half the team basically who were coming in. Um, so we were just finding like a groove. We played together so much now, and we were finally starting to put out performances. Um, And I felt like there's a reason why GB isn't a core team on the series because they know it's a super team and they know it's like, they they genuinely do. They know it is because there's so many different people coming from so many different nations that like it is a super team, like it's a core super team. And there is a reason why they didn't want that on the series to begin with. So to have that in the Olympics, it's a really special opportunity because teams don't know what we play like teams like no none of the teams will know what, mm. what what GB plays like together so like I was certain that all that the men and women were going to go and win a medal but I was certain about that and I think it would have proved that we are a viable like not like viable commercialization but like we bring a lot to the RFU and to GB and I think that that would have done that but Obviously we didn't get that opportunity. So it's just we need to take our opportunities when they come. So with that next year.
3: Sure. So I guess you guys are both playing 15s now. How was the transition from the sevens to the 15s this year?
2: Um yeah, it was actually quite hard, you know. I I haven't played 15s. So this this is the first time I played professional 15s. Um because when I finished school, I was straight into the sevens programme. And so I hadn't I hadn't played seven uh, fifteen, sorry, for two years. Um and it was just weird because I didn't... When I played it when I was 18, I didn't really have any, like, knowledge of the game or anything. Um, so all my understanding rugby was sevens, like, defensive systems, um, sort of stuff like that. And like, having to learn moves again was absolutely fucking baffling. Like, my, I still can't do it now. Like, <laughs> I've got to put a name to moves and I've done on my lines. It's, <laughs> it's taken a while to get it. Um, and, like, specifically... Uh, as a winger like there's a lot of defensive stuff in the backfield um, which took just learning like making a lot of mistakes um, but it was I've, I've started I've got the hang of it I've started to get the hang of it now and, and I can I can now sort of learn through understanding the 15s game instead um, but it's I often find myself a lot like going back to what I learned at 7s which is is like useful um, and puts me in a different place to other players but um it's a good, I think it's a good transition. Like I need to, I had to learn about other, other stuff, Um, like kicking, for example, um, taking the high ball slightly differently, all that, all that jazz. But it was, it was um, it's been a good, good couple of months, but just a lot of learning, <laughs> a lot of mistakes and a lot of learning. I
1: second that. I
0: second yeah. that. <laughs> Are you still prepping for the sevens at all on the side or is it, are you solely focused on playing for well, Saracens and Wasps, respectively?
2: Um, at the moment, not really thinking about sevens that much um, only because uh, I'm not going to lie. There's not really much to think about. Um, Like even, even if there is, even if there is something going on with sevens, it's not going to be until next year, like April, earliest, earliest April. So it's not something on my mind at the moment, but it's, it's definitely, it's definitely still one of my goals for this year. um, Like over, over 15s in that respect, like trying to, trying to get to the Olympics um and trying to play whatever World Series there are this year. Just trying to get on those. But I think near nearer the time, um, like having had chats with the coaches at Saracens and the S and C's and stuff, um, nearer the time when there's something on the horizons and I can I can gear up a little bit better for it, like fitness wise and um and gym wise and stuff like that, but not for now. For now I'm just focusing on fifteens and trying to learn how to fucking take a high ball from a box kick. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> um, for me, so I've I've moved into the forwards. So I play back row in 15s. Um so I spent two years in sevens trying to learn not to be a back row for me then to come out of sevens and then going, right, you're now gonna go into a line out, off you go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so like I'm still doing so it's like one day a week, I still do the back skills session, uh just to keep on top of that. Um but other than that, I've it's re- I, I found it really difficult to begin with because I was like my head's still like I want to go to an Olympics like I want to do that all my life that's my dream but then I also want to be one of the best sevens in the world like that's my dream I want to go to I also want to go to a World Cup like those are my dreams that I want to pu- put up there and that it's it's taking me a while to to think actually there's no sevens for a while you need to just chill out because I got myself so stressed out about like I was saying to Ben the other day, like for two years, I've been constantly trying to lose weight for sevens to be able to be as lean as possible. But now like I don't need to do that anymore. And it was like,
2: 15 start baby. <laughs>
1: it's just like trying to get like Life. the, get like the, um, the balance between it. Um, so I've just kind of just had to park sevens for now, just park it, but it's not, it's not too far away, but I've just parked it because I just need to focus on like, I want to be able to have potential game time with the 15s this year. Like that's what, like I, I want to play international. Like regardless if it's sevens or 15s. So trying to put myself in the best possible place now. To there's 15s coming up. So what can I do to do that instead? Um, so yeah, just have to park it for a little bit. But it's still always there with the one back session a week <laughs> where Is I'm running really backs.
0: Is there a potential for this then to become a long-term plan? There's obviously if you look at someone like Roe McConaughey who switched from sevens to 15s and he went to a World Cup. Is that mm-hmm. potential that you could decide actually this is what I want to do?
1: Yeah, like that's for me. I when I came into the sevens, I am not your typical sevens player. Like I'm really slow, like I'm not really very quick, I'm not really very steppy either. Um, but like well, don't
2: don't don't be too harsh on yourself.
1: But it's true. Um that. So like I was always, I had written off sevens when I was 18. I was like, I'm a back rower. I want to go to World Cup. That's it. And then I got the opportunity at the same time to have a 15s contract and a sevens contract. And I was like, I've wanted to go to Olympics since I was like literally seven years old. And that's all I've ever wanted to do. And I've actually got this opportunity and I'm never going to be as quick and I'm never going to be as fit as what I am now compared to later on in life. So I was like, right, I'm going to go do the sevens do what I want to do in the sevens, which is an Olympics and a Commonwealth, and then hopefully go give a World Cup a shot. Um, And that's what I've said that I've always wanted to do. And there is the opportunity to do that this year. However, I don't want to think, oh, I could do both, I could do both. Because if I think that, then I could miss out on them both. And that's like really difficult because I don't want to be in that position. So I'm just trying to take my opportunities when they come and, the main goal is is an Olympics, but then if the opportunity comes about to play 15s and go to a World Cup, then I'll do it. Like, I'll literally jump at it. Like, obviously I've got to play well to be able to do that, but that's the opportunity that I want to be able to have is after I've done what I want to do in sevens, I want to go to a World Cup.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So Ben, you're actually like our first player who's involved with Saracens at the moment and obviously the recent news of the relegation. Um, How has it mm-hmm. felt sort of, I guess you've only been there for the past, uh, a few months or so, but how's is, have you noticed sort of in training and so on that Saracens are more like prepping for the future and sort of looking this as an opportunity to? to the um,
2: I don't know. Uh, it was, I think, with the Champions Cup, that was like the priority for the rest of the season after obviously we got ready after we got announced a few months ago that we we're getting relegated. Um, we just wanted, I know, like the club wanted to just prioritize Champions Cup and, and, and try and do. Try and do the best we could with that, because um, it was the only thing we had to play for, really. Um, and so it was such a shame, obviously losing so last minutes of wrestling But there's definitely a sense of togetherness because it was like sort of they went through the adversity of it, and then now they've they've had to like come together. Um, and obviously, I wasn't there at the time. I'm only, I've only been there um, about two months now, so I can't really speak about it then. But there's definitely like they're a really, really close group. Um and I've loved sort of getting involved in, and trying to trying to get to know everyone and 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 sort of become a part of it really. But there's they're definitely quite a strong group, um, a close knit group and, and I think that's I think that shows in,
0: in how successful they've been in recent years. What was the reaction within the squad after that Farrell challenge on Axon against Wasps?
2: Uh there wasn't a whole lot really I think he had his he had his disciplinary I mean it was just a mistake wasn't it like he he, he had his disciplinary um, What well, the day after on the Monday or something like that and and it wasn't really spoke about that much it was it was it was just you know he, he didn't mean to do it and, and I think that reflected in his reaction um, and in his in his sort of like um, I don't know what you call it his his, his banned. like they reduced it didn't they because because of the sort of player he is um, so I personally so, but yeah, not a not massive amount.
0: Mm. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. But one thing we do ask, even though we haven't really focused on your careers as such, is we ask every guest for their favorite moments. So we're wondering what yours were within the sort of sevens or maybe 15s world. Go, birds.
1: My favorite moment was 20, 2019 Kitakushu final. Um, versus Canada. Um we hadn't really played that great all year and then we changed the whole of our the way that we played and we came second we literally lost in the last play of the game, 2 minutes overtime. They scored and dropped dropped the kick, but it was the first time that I'd ever sung the national anthem and like just you don't think about anything else in the world while you're singing it and it was just like and I was whole, I was surrounded by Amy Wilson Hardy and Al Matthews who are my who are my two idols growing up in the, in the sevens and in 15s and i just thought oh, i've i've made it like i've literally i've i've done what i was set out to do when i was literally just like there just like singing the national anthem with my two like idols next to me yeah that was my favorite, my best moment
2: yeah actually pretty similar for me it was um it was the olympic qualifiers uh so last summer 2019 in france um and obviously we needed to win the tournament to go to the olympics and i was i was involved and like in the team uh and it was yeah the final singing national anthem as well so it's the only time i've ever done it um because <laughs> we never got to a final world series so never had to do that um and it was yeah i guess similar because we're obviously me and are the same age we've been in the program for the same amount of time um so it was like I was just sort of looking next to me like oh I've got my arms around and I was like fuck me this is cool um <laughs> like really cool and yeah obviously singing the anthem's cool the only time we get to wear the anthem jacket so that was a nice bit of <laughs> something to do um I had to look up the lyrics I had to look up the lyrics to the fucking anthem oh, just oh, before we yeah. ran out I was like oh god what's well, I can do the first bit, but then when it gets to the, like the sort of second burst, I'm just humming it a little bit. Like, hum, 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 hum. Was like, <laughs> um, that was that was, um, that was a really good experience, though. Like, I love I love looking back at photos and 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 memories from that time because we had a tournament just before that, uh, like pre Olympic qualifiers, and that was, that was such good fun in Moscow. Um, and that yeah, that time was just that time was just pretty cool. Yeah.
3: Well, Ben, Abby, that was fantastic. Thank you very much for jumping on. It's our first time with sort of two guests and I think it worked really yeah. well hearing sort of both <laughs> men's and women's sides of how the Sevens programme is getting now and how it looks for the future, so thank you. That's right. cheers for having us. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll link sort of all your GoFundMe pages and everything at the bottom of the episode <laughs> to sort of raise publicity because that's obviously something we'd love to do. But yeah, I'd just like to say thank you to all our listeners, end of the season, well, I uh, had a fantastic time, and I uh, will catch you soon. See you next. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you.
2: Cheers.
1: Oh, come on! Come on! Go. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest
0: place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.